Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, my friends, and that's right. You are hearing my voice through an audio device, or maybe you're outside my window because you're very strange. And it does indeed mean that Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show is back on the airwaves. My name is Simon Miller. This is a pro wrestling show, hence the name of the damn thing. And I'm sure your first question is, Simon, where the hell did you go? Well, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I just needed a little bit of a rest. Not from the podcast, but just from certain elements of my life, because a lot was going on, not only professionally, but personally, and something got to give. There's an old saying that people use all the time. Something's got to give. And because I totally control the podcast and I have no obligations of the podcast apart from getting some episodes up. And because I felt a little bit like, I guess I wasn't that inspired to do a podcast, to be completely honest. I didn't want to put crap out there. I just thought I'd take a mini break. That turned into an elongated break. Then I had to move house. So I had nowhere to record the podcast to begin with. I mean, even right now, I'm recording in a room that probably has a little bit of an echo. I have started soundproofing in here. So hopefully soon it will sound absolutely wonderful. But this is, uh, use the word again, inspired by two different things. One, certain things that have happened this week and I wanted to talk about them. But also two, I was Clash at the Castle weekend, this past weekend, and so many people came up to me and said, Simon, we missed the podcast, I listened to the podcast here, I listened to the podcast there, I listened to the podcast in my underwear, and I was like, you know what, if it means that much to people, which I didn't realize, because I never look at my, my life that way, we should bring it back. I'm not going to promise any kind of a schedule, and I'm not going to promise we're going to do this, or we're going to do that, because that's a mistake I've made in the past. What I can promise you is that there will be a regularity to it, it won't just vanish again like it did before. It's going to be a little bit more different. That's the wrong word. Varied than it used to because uh, shout out to my man, uh, Dan Maloney, UK British wrestler. I shouldn't say UK British wrestler. He smashed it everywhere. Uh, Professional wrestler, independent professional wrestler, I guess is the best way to put it. I was just having a chat with him at a progress show the other day because as you may know, I I host the progress shows. And he was just, I don't want to say he was ranting. That's got a negative connotation to it. But he was talking and he was chatting. And he was, he was just going nuts. And it was awesome. <laughs> I could have listened to that guy talk all day long. So I said to him, dude, you should be on a podcast. And because he's a smart dude, he said, I should be on yours. <laughs> I loved it. And I was like, we should do that. So the, um, the second part of this is I'm basically going to Chris Jericho this style. Not that he invented it, but that's just a good comparison. And, you know, when I go to the progress shows, I'm going to, you know, buy myself a little kit. And I'm going to start with Dan. I'm going to interview him. Then I'm going to interview other people. Because, of course, sometimes Progress get um, AEW guys in there as well. I mean, Swerve's been there. And, uh, well, they get NXT guys too because, well, there's been a bunch. I don't want to go through them because I forget somebody and I feel bad. But if they are cool to do it, I thought I'd get some interviews. And if nothing else, well, well I mean, in this sense, British wrestlers do have a fascinating story. I know Dan's got a fascinating story and there's a bunch of locker room with fascinating stories. So just as almost like a little appendix, I thought we could get those up too and I think it will work. I know I like chatting to these people, so why the hell not push record and get their opinions out there? And if it can help them, why the hell not to, right? It's difficult to make your way in this old professional wrestling gig, so if we can give anybody a teeny tiny leg up with whatever platform we may or may not have, that's what we should do. So 
That's pretty much it. You know what we're going to talk about today. I don't know how long it's going to be. It could be 20 minutes. It could be 45 minutes. I'm just going to talk. And when in the past, when I kind of felt my body going, we've got nothing else to say, I'm just going to end it. It is a free form podcast. Uh, and I will bring back the questions maybe for this one. I don't know. It depends. I'm recording it on Wednesday, the 7th of September. If I have time to get some questions in, we'll do that as well. Because I enjoy the Q&A. And now we're just talking. Now we're just riffing. I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes I thought, am I the only person that enjoys the Q&A? Or is it a bit boring that we're doing the same thing each and every week? That's how crazy I can get. That's how much I can overthink things. But I like doing that. And the, but the cool thing about Q&A is that you then shape the chat. You shape the direction of things. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So that's the long and the short of it. As always, thank you to everyone on patreon.com for assignment of 316 for being so understanding, especially with all my YouTube woes. I am going to put this on YouTube too. It's just going to be audio, like we used to do back in the video gamer days. Just as another place for people to get it, should they so wish. And maybe I'll record it here and there, but I just don't like the way it looks. What I ideally would like to do is like have a cool, proper setup, like Rogan has. I mean, not like Rogan, he's got loads of money. But doing it in front of the same green screen background, I don't know, I just feel much more comfortable. Right now, I'm just sat on my desk, I'm in my chair, I'm in front of my computer, and we're just talking. We're just having a chat, which is what we are going to do when it comes to AEW, CM Punk, The Elite, Kenny Omega. Uh, Michael Nakazawa, Christopher Daniels, and anybody else whose name has been has been dragged into this. Now, I'm going to tell you straight up, my major position on all of this is, and I know you're going to roll your eyes and go, Simon, you're such an asshole. Well, we know that. I know it. You know it. My parents know it. So it's all good. There's no need to say it. And a bald one. These are human beings at the end of the day. And you never hear people talk about this, which is why I... <laughs> I will take up the mantle. They are human beings and they have opinions and they have thoughts and they have feelings and they have emotions. And sometimes that's going to boil over and sometimes that's going to get tense, especially in a work situation. Now, I will always stand on the side that you don't want to air this stuff publicly. You know, I've worked in obviously much, much smaller companies, but where there's been egos in a good way and creative juices. And as soon as you let that stuff roll out into the public, I mean, it's interesting. And I bet like you, like, you know, we've all been hitting refresh, refresh all day, desperate to try and find out what information is going to drop. But ultimately, in the long run, it doesn't help. I mean, we had an all-out pay-per-view a few days ago. Nobody's talking about any of the matches. Nobody's talking about the return of MJF. We're just talking about the press conference. And I'm sure that Dynamite will get a massive rating on Wednesday. But I doubt that anyone is going to address this outside of maybe a sentence or a graphic or, you know, just a teeny segment trying to explain so-and-so's been suspended or so-and-so's been fired, whatever it may be. And then you just get back to normal, for lack of a better term. So I don't think it helps there. I don't think it helps overall. But I do understand it. And I'm not taking anybody's side. I don't know. I don't know the facts. CM Punk, you know, obviously has said... He feels that some erroneous information has been leaked that has been a stain on his character. And the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega feel like they have nothing to do with it and the finger of blame is being pointed at them. I have no idea. I, I, I will tell you my situation, right? Here we go. I met CM Punk, right? I used to work for THQ back in 2012. He was on the cover of WWE 13 and I got to spend a whole day with him because I was a PR manager and one of my jobs was to look after talent. So of course, as soon as the WWE game came along, I said, well, I'll do that. I was only there for nine months. I just wanted to work somewhat directly with WWE or indirectly, I suppose. And I sat with him all day. All he asked for was a sugar-free Red Bull. He was super pleasant. He was super nice. He took a picture with me. And I still hold that in, in very high regards when it comes to a memory. Uh, I've never had any kind of dealings with Kenny Omega. But anytime I hear him in an interview or see him in, on, on television, I think he comes across as a stand-up class individual. Like, genuinely. I think he's a very, very interesting person. He always has fascinating things to say. And, you know, from a fan to wrestler perspective, 
Again, I think a lot of him too. As for the Young Bucks, obviously they wrestled for WCPW. I didn't go on those shows, very sadly, because I would like to have said hello. But they too have always been very kind to me. Um, I think it ties into a video we did ages ago. I, I can't remember what it was now, something like why the Young Bucks changed wrestling, which I still believe today. And I've said on this podcast many a time, without the Young Bucks, I don't think we have the scene that we have today, including independent wrestling, which I consider myself a part of. Um, you know, they, they showed that you don't have to go to a WWE or a major company. You can do it by yourself. And that's the same for Colt Cabana as well. Like, he is probably the innovator of all of that. And that's probably where their friendship comes from. Again, all speculation, we don't know. Although I'm sure there's stories out there that can prove that. But I haven't read them, so I'm not going to do it. But I'm sure when Matt and Nick Jackson decided to go that route, it was Colt they reached out to. And I have met Colt a couple of times. We did an interview with him when we went to All Out. Super lovely guy. And I had a show in Scotland once. And he was on the card and we had another great chat and he was a super nice guy. So I have no dog in the fight here. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to pick one because unless I sit down and somebody shows me, you know, irrefutable proof of what has happened. I don't want to, you know, cast, cast my oar in when it comes to the specifics. The only thing that I do know, just from my own personal perspective, is while the press conference was one of the most fascinating things I've watched in a long, long, long time... I don't think it really helped anyone. And I don't really think necessarily that it helped Punk too. I totally understand why he would want to get his side out there. Anybody would be like that. I've been in a similar situation on a, on a lower level and I felt they needed to talk, but I didn't have much of a platform. But maybe if somebody stuck a camera in my face and gave me a microphone, I would have done it. You know, we, we can't say. And again, I'm kind of repeating myself here, but you know, if I'm Matt Nick Jackson or Kenny Omega or whoever else, and I feel like somebody has spun a, a, spun a tale that isn't accurate then sure, I'm probably going to confront them, especially if that person has said, if you've got a problem with me, come and confront me. But from what we can you know, put together, that happened, Punk left, they all went to his dressing room, maybe they knocked down the door, maybe they didn't. I, again, I'm not saying yes or no, or, or left or right, or tick or cross. And then they got into a fight, <laughs> which is crazy. I imagine words were said, I imagine tensions were high anyway, I imagine it wasn't the most clean cut of conversations, and as soon as somebody throws one punch, that's it, right? A brawl ensues. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter, you know, your your temperament. We are human beings again. I'm repeating that, and and, and this is this is what goes down, which leaves us with, I suppose, the more interesting part of the of the conversation, if that makes sense, which is what happens now. Like, am I, as I am recording this, I think all the information is about to, is about to fall over, which is a terrible time for me to record it. But again, it's the only time that I had this week, so I thought, well, I want to, I want to use it here. And the it seems like Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, I believe I saw Michael Nakazawa's name and Brandon, uh, um, oh, Cutler's name, sorry, Brandon Cutler. Not Brandon Thurston, the guy that does really good stuff with analytics. He's interesting, follow him on Twitter. It sounds like they're all going to get suspended along with some others because there was lots of people in the room here. This was like a 30-second thing. One article I read said it went on for about six minutes. And when it comes to Ace Steel, who of course is... Uh, hooked up with CM Punk and Punk himself, they are either going to be suspended or they're going to leave the company. Now, again, are they going to leave the company because they get fired? Are they going to leave the company because um, they, they don't want to be there anymore because they feel like this has gone too far, they're not happy, etc., whatever it may be. It could even be the fact that Tony Khan doesn't want to fire them, but he said, you know, you can leave on your own merit. You just... You just don't know. You just don't know what it is. And I think that's a huge shame because it means when I'll try and get this up before Dynamite, if it is after, you'll have to forgive me. Again, I, I've named and dated it. So hopefully it's just interesting to have a conversation. Goes back to what we were talking about to begin with. But 
it's a shame because we get to Dynamite. We're not going to have our trios champions. We're not going to have our world champion. If Punk does have to give up the belt, then you're going to have to announce that. That makes it awkward. What the hell does MJF talk about? You know, we, we just don't know. And I can't... So many people have said, oh, if I was Tony Khan, I never have sat there and allowed Punk to do that. Well, you don't know that either. It's not easy. Like, I've been in situations where I'm just surrounded by friends and one of my pals starts saying something that is... I don't want to say inappropriate because I don't think... It's totally different. But someone has said something that I'm like, oh, I'm not 100% sure this is the right platform. And now nine times out of 10, I do say something, but I don't feel good about it. And I feel awkward in my tum-tum. So you've got to imagine that Tony Khan is thinking, okay, well, I mean, what do I do? I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't. If I say anything, this could get worse. If I don't say anything, obviously it's, uh, it's not good for the people that he's accusing. It was a bad situation for him to be put in to begin with. And talent really shouldn't be putting their boss in that situation. So that probably is something else that has to change. But again, this is just somebody, somebody looking in. And when we do sort of delve into the the trigger points to this, which does seem to be that Hangman and a Page promo when he was having a, an interview off with CM Punk, and then obviously Punk giving him his receipt a few months later after he recovered by putting the belt down the ring and saying, come out here, Hangman Adam Page, which he did not because he wasn't aware this was going to happen. It's, again, I, I, I don't want to add my voice. I know everybody wants that, and I want that too. I've been going around clicking and looking for, for opinions. But I like to take a step back and really think about this from the human side, as you've gathered, given that I can't stop mentioning it. And because I don't know what is 100% true, I kind of always look at it from my perspective. Let's say that I have a friend called, I don't know, Brian. <laughs> and Brian steals some money from me. But Brian says he didn't steal the money from me and I accidentally flushed it down the toilet. And I don't remember doing this. It's... A different. This is so difficult to try. This is so difficult to try and explain. But of course, I'm going to want to get my two cents out there because Brian's going around saying, "Well, I didn't see it, and I think Brian Brian is a stealer." But I don't actually know what my point is. <laughs> I don't even know what. I don't even know what I'm talking about. The the point is this: if I didn't do something and I had some random bald asshole on a podcast pointing his finger at me i'd be like dude you don't you know nothing you know nothing you're sat in your house with your crappy irregular podcast just ranting and raving and i think there's enough of that i'm not saying that you can't have that out there it's the same with anything books sports movies music everyone is going to have that kind of opinion but i don't want to be that guy because i can imagine there i don't think punk thinks he's wrong i don't think the bucks think that they're wrong or kenny omega so there is an impasse here there is a miscommunication you know something has gone awry Poor Colt Cabana, it seems like, can't say anything about it because he's NDA'd up the 2-9. But I think the last thing we need is another is another dissenting voice. And I think it's much more interesting to see how this does shape Dynamite and how it shapes AEW going forward. Let's say Punk does go. What do you do with the belt? Do you give it to MJF? Do you do some kind of number one contendership match? Are we give it to Danhausen? Let's have some fun. And he's like a punk affiliate, so that kind of a work. That kind of works. And what do you do when Omega and the Bucks come back? Do you mention it? Do you not mention it? Can you get them all in a room to try and sort their problems out? I mean, that sounds like it's an option that is not going to happen. Brian Alvarez on Wrestling Observer said he can't even he can't even see a world where they all work together in the same company again. And I think Punk even said during that press conference that we're far past apologies. And it's. It's it's so nuts because I think think how much have gone down since this podcast has not been on has not been live. Vince McMahon has left WWE. I probably should have done one then. You know that. Well, I thought that would be the biggest story of the year, and I think ultimately it probably is. You know, a guy that was involved for 40, 30 years or whatever walking away. But certainly in that time, what has happened? And I still like WWE, AEW. I like it all. I'm not I'm not saying otherwise. There's Dynamite is always an excellent show, and I think WWE is far better than it has been in ages. 
But there is this idea, there is this feeling, maybe just in the internet wrestling community, but it's still a thing, that still counts. Can't stand it when people, oh, it's not casual fans. Or, let's not disparage any fans. Let's bring them all in. Let's have a good time. But it does feel like WWE right now is, you, know, you want to be there, it's fun, and there's new ideas, and you can be collaborative, and different things are going to happen. Whereas AEW feels a bit like it's all collapsed a little bit. Not, not front-facing, not in the ring. Again, all that was a terrific pay-per-view. Too long for my tastes, but... It's hard to criticize because AEW and Tony Khan have said, well, this is what we're going to do. I want to give you, you know, I want to give you a 50 bucks uh, worth of content. And while I would be happy to accept less, lots of people like more. So, you know, just don't watch some matches. It's not hard. You can, you can skip past them. I mean, I can't because I have to do ups and downs. But, that, but that's neither here nor there. But it does feel like we've gone a 180. And all of a sudden, WWE is in the front seat and AEW is, is trying to sort their problems out. But it was always going to happen. When you have a brand new company, you get a long that's what I'm looking for. But there, there is a honeymoon period where you can make mistakes, you can drop the ball, and you can have crappy production, and you can do this and you can do that. And as long as you sort it out pretty quick, fans will be like, well, okay. You know, we're just starting out here and there's always going to be a few things that slip through the cracks because there's so much to do. But we're past that now. I think, um, didn't AEW start in October? 20, was it 2019, 2020? So it's three years in October, right? Yeah, that's right, because I had the three-year thing with, um, with the pay-per-view the other day, Double or Nothing. So it's been around three years, so we're well past it. And if you are going to grow and you are going to bring people in, and especially in a, in a profession where egos are key in many ways and you need egos, people are going to clash heads. Now, it would have been better if it hadn't come out this way, but now this has to be the turning point and Tony Khan has to come up with some solutions and some rules. And it sounds like he has done, because don't forget Eddie Kingston got suspended for pie-facing Sammy Guevara. And now it seems like all these guys are going to be you know, suspended too for doing the same, to doing the same kind of thing. If you keep that going and you let people know that you can't get away with this, then people will stop doing it. Because especially if Punk does leave, you know, if CM Punk can be let go of the company, anybody can be let go of the company. Which I suppose then brings up the question, do we want CM Punk to leave? And my answer would be no. Again, I'm, I'm talking about this purely from a fan point of view, taking all the realism out of it, all the realistic stuff out of it. I enjoy seeing CM Punk back in professional wrestling. I think I enjoy the fact that he tells stories. I like the certain relationships he has with people on the roster. Ironically, there are still matches I'd like to see him have, such as Kenny Omega versus CM Punk. That one is probably off the table. But I mean, ironically, I would suppose at one point, we would have liked to have seen the trio's championship match between Punk and FTR versus the Elite. Because that has so many connotations. Then you could have done the all uh, the, the FTR versus Bucks feud. You could have done the Punk versus Omega feud simultaneously. That really creates something interesting. All that's probably gone. But it doesn't mean there's not other things we can do. For example, in my stupid dream nerd world, one day it would have been awesome if a Ricky Starks beat a CM Punk. I mean, what a rub for that guy. Or who else do I really like? Not necessarily an Orange Cassidy, because I think Orange Cassidy can get away with murder. A powerhouse Will Hobbs. I know they've done these matches before, but... I guess MJF still needs to get his win over CM Punk. And that could be what we were aiming for with the feud we were clearly teasing. But do we get it now? Or is it out the window? So these are the disappointing things uh, if we don't get it. And I do, I do find it... I'm going to go with the word amusing, but I don't think I mean that as literally as it sounds. That Ace Steel pops up in the company a weeks ago. I don't, you know, not everyone knows who he is, nor should you. And I think AEW did a good job of telling you. He swears, he drops the F-bomb. <laughs> he gets fined. And then potentially just like weighs legs to a bunch of people and then goes. What a 10 days to, to 14 days existence. Uh, that is genuinely, genuinely quite funny. But it's not a funny situation. And I think it's really important to remember that you're going to have five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 guys who 
I'm not having a good time right now. And I do feel for them because it's not the first time it's happened. It's not the last time. Let's not pretend it's exclusive for professional wrestling because it's absolutely not. And they just want to focus on wrestling. I'm sure they all want to focus on growing the company. And right now they need to deal with this too. So it is all going to come out with a wash. It's too public now. Once the, the baby is out of the bathwater, you can't put it back in. Don't think that's the right phrase, but I've said it now. So there's nothing we can do. And ideally, the dream... If I could, you know, if I had some weird wrestling genie and he said, Simon, do you want three wishes? And be like, why does that have to be a wrestling dream? That's unfair. But, you know, the, the dream would be they all get in a room, they all sort it out, and then we make a bunch of money off this. But I don't think that's going to happen. I'm going to never say never a wrestling, but I'm going to say 99.9%. It's not going to happen. But I would like to see the Bucks back. I would like to see Omega back. I would like to see Punk back. But if there's too much animosity, there's too much animosity. Not going to be the first time. Not going to be the last time. But I do think it's a shame from a fan's point of view. But like I say, I'm not going to stick my oar in any more that has already been stuck. Because I think really to break it right down, when you're going through these things, the last thing you want is, I'm kind of repeating myself, but the last thing you want is is extra extra flame online. Because it probably does wind you up and it probably does upset you. And I can imagine they're upset enough. You don't throw chairs in people's faces unless you're a little bit sad. So I'm just going to send out positive thoughts to all of them. And that's either going to make sure that you never listen to this podcast again, which I would understand, or you just be like, yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> that sounds that sounds like Miller and, and is absolute nonsense. But it's true. You know, we, we do it with the uh, we do it with the, uh, the, the the what do you call it? Uh, ups and downs and other videos. So, so why the hell wouldn't we do it here? And I do want to point out again, I thought All Out was a very good show. Again, too long. Don't want to get into that. It doesn't really matter. I thought the main event was awesome. Punk was always going to win. I thought the, I didn't actually, I'm not saying I didn't like it, but I was a bit thrown off and a bit confused by the whole Joker thing at the start of the show. I didn't get it. I was like, no, you need to pay it off now. And it was, it was so weird and so un AEW. But the fact that, you know, MGF did unmask at the end to, to set up his, his feud with Punk, I really liked. I like those things. You know, it's, you don't have to just save that stuff for TV, although you could have done. But I like the fact we had a bookending thing with Maxwell Jacob Freeman returning to the company. And I, I may be in the minority here. I don't want him to have Rolling Stones as his music. It was good for this one-off. I like his music. The bum, 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 bum. I think that's good. It's got something to it. And I was absolutely amazed the reaction he got. I knew it would be big. But the fact you've got CM Punk in the ring holding the belt aloft and everybody is chanting MGF. We are living in the weirdest times when it comes to wrestling. And we're only halfway through the year, basically, or just over halfway through. This is the year when Stone Cold Steve Austin returned to WrestleMania to wrestle, and nobody's talking about that anymore. It came and went. Cody Rhodes returned to WWE. Bit different, because he injured himself. But injured himself, he got injured, so he's been away. Honestly, man. Is all I'm going to say about the matter. And I've seen some discourse about this on the internet as well. Kind of feel like Cody saw this coming. <laughs> kind of feel like Cody is one hell of a smart cat. But yeah, otherwise, um, what other matches were good? The Trios Championship match obviously was awesome. They created this incredible uh, vibe where I actually thought the Dark Order could have won, which would have made no sense with the story and no sense with anything else. The ending with Hangman Page I thought was really smart. Really enjoyed the Jade Cargill-Athena match. Nobody's going to talk about that now, given the fallout, but it was short, it was hard-hitting, and it was quick, and it had some whoa to it. I like that. More of that. I thought that was really, really good. Um, it played to strengths and, and hid weaknesses, which is, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Anything with Miro in it is fine and seeing him team with skin. Skin? <laughs> Miro and skin. And Darby Allen's just nuts, so I, I enjoyed that. Although it actually brings us to another point and how, you know, AEW is going through uh, an interesting time. Because, of course, Alistair Black, I've seen the footage now, actually, so I can say this. You know, after his match, does a little bow, does a little wave, does a little kiss. And it feels like he's saying goodbye. Now, we don't know that. You know, we don't know that at all. Nobody knows anything right now, although it had been heavily rumored online. I believe he's still on the AEW roster page. In fact, you know what? I'm going to look now. 
No more listening to the internet and the crazy stuff it throws out there. I'm looking at it. Here we are. All Elite Wrestling roster. Champions. CM Punk is still there. Thunder Rosa is still there. Tony Storm is still there. So, you know, we've got everything. And then we go to M, obviously, for Malachi Black. And he's there. He's on the roster. So that was an absolute lie that somebody somebody just made up. And it also has Luchasaurus of Jurassic Express. Probably need to change that one. His career total in AEW is 70-26. 70 wins, 26 losses. So he's doing well. And Mark Sterling is below him. Zero wins, <laughs> three losses. I should do this more often. This is quite fascinating. Because Mark Quinn is there. 45 wins, 48 losses. We need to start pushing private party more. Who is that there? It's Lee Johnson. I can only see the bottom of his card. Because it's 28 wins, 46 losses. Lance Archer has Lance Archer's only been beaten 13 times. Who Has anyone not been beaten? I don't think that's the case. This is not what you tuned in for. Of course, Hook. Hook has never been beaten. There'll be some other people too. We're going to do this quickly. I don't care. I told you. This is what, <laughs> this is what we're going to do now. Danhausen is 3-2. to two. Good for you, Danhausen. You kick some ass. Apparently, Buddy Matthews has only been beaten once. Is that true? Go on, nerds. Go nuts with that one and let me know. Anthony Gogo's only been beaten once too, which is by Cody Rhodes. Saw Anthony Gogo the other day. He was at the Progress Show. Good guy, Anthony Gogo. I like him a lot. And he is improving massively. Um, no, I don't think, I think... Is it just Hook that's never been beaten? Paige Van Zandt has never been beaten. Madison Rain has never been beaten. That's not true. I thought she lost. I don't think that's been updated. Of course, Jade Cargill's never been beaten. How did I forget that's the whole gimmick? We just talked about it. William Regal does not count. Stokely Hathaway does not count. Sting hasn't been beaten. I swear he's been beaten in a triple... In a, in a what'd you call it? a six-man tag, but I don't care because it's Sting, and I could be wrong. And I believe that's it. I'll oh, pull White. Well, I guess it does count. He was there. <laughs> Brody Lee Jr., damn right, never beat him. Let him go on forever. Well, we've done this so much now, I can't remember what we were talking about. Malachi Black. Look, again, surprise, surprise, you're going to be shocked to hear what I'm going to go on about. Who knows what he's going through? There's been rumors of a back injury. There's been rumors of mental health. I'm not going to get into that. That's not fair. That's somebody's personal situation. That's somebody that probably needs, I'm not going to say he needs help right now. Again, I don't know. It probably needs something that may not be AEW. So I don't think it's a, I don't think it's, it's, it's a win-win for fans now. If it goes back to WWE, we know that Triple H likes him and he'll be pushed awesomely. And I think even though the House of Black have been a little bit weird just because they come and go, come and go, which is the case for a lot of the roster, He's a big deal, and he treated as a big deal. So I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine no matter what happens. But I did think that was a fun match. And, you know, there were some odd ones as well, like the FTR Wardlow Trios match. Did we need it? Not necessarily. But we still had the Motor City Machine Guns on probably their, their biggest platform so far. And they do deserve that to use to use a wrestling, a wrestling cliche. And I really enjoyed Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. As we said in the ups and downs, it wasn't the match I was totally expecting it to be in terms of the vibe. I was surprised the crowd was a bit was a bit knackered for it. And even though the finish was awesome in the sense it tied into the story, for one reason or another, it just didn't work for me. And that happens sometimes. It doesn't take anything away from Chris Jericho or Brian Danielson. They're two of the best wrestlers ever. And given the uh, the recent happenings that we talked about at the start of the show, having Chris Jericho in that locker room seems like the greatest thing <laughs> in the history of the world. He always comes across as professional, always comes across as as level-headed, and apparently has been a, has been a calming voice throughout all of this. And he has experience, and he and he gets it. So, you know, that's the kind of uh, that's the kind of thing that you do need. And he's one of the best wrestlers ever. So I've been distracted. I've just got a Google alert. Now, let's not pretend that anyone can write anything. Like you could, I could say right now, I have had, I've had it confirmed that a banana was in the room. <laughs> a banana was in the room, and a banana got up and punched CM Punk, and you can report that. 
Because somebody, uh, Wrestling News, I don't know who Wrestling News are, I don't mean whether it is Wrestling News, are saying that Omega was not in the room initially. So I don't even know what that means. But again, I don't know what Wrestling News is. I've never heard of Wrestling News. You, you, you can write whatever the hell you want. And, 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 and we just don't know. But I want to throw it out there because I want to make sure that we've, that we've covered all separate versions. Making sure we do balance as well. I was at the Clash of the Castle show. Thank you to everyone that made live ups and downs so awesome and the What Culture live events or premium live events, whatever you want to call them. I thought Clash was really, really interesting. I thought it was great. I truly did. I thought it was six top matches. I'm not 100% if I'm totally on board for the NXT style booking in the sense that you allow everyone to have some serious time and we don't have too many matches. To me, WWE could have added some more and AEW could have cut some. I don't mind an eight-minute, ten-minute match. I really don't. I think it's good for pacing. I think it's good for surprises. It's why I like Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. I know it's a bit like, what? But it made Powerhouse Hobbs like a badass, and all you need to do is give Ricky Starks a microphone, and everything's going to be okay. It's that, that's his gift, right? And he's very, very good in the ring, too. But he can he can talk himself back to the top of the card, no problem whatsoever. But, I, you know, I, I probably could have done with a just with a shorter match, just like a dose of adrenaline. But still, the Bailey match, really, really good, really, really smart. She pins Bianca Belair. Sheamus versus Gunther is going to be one of the best matches of the year, if not one of the best matches in a few years. It was terrific, and it was so non-WWE. It made me so happy. And seeing it live, we weren't close. Made me laugh. I posted some pictures on Twitter and Instagram, cheap plug at Simon316. People went, nice sheets, Miller. They were bought to me by what culture? Which, yes, is a lovely, nice gesture. That's what I got to do for work. I'm never going to moan. I'll sit anywhere. It's the atmosphere I like. But being able to hear those chops so far away, brilliant, fantastic. Two top wrestlers. It was so, 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 so good. Same with Riddle versus Seth Rollins. I thought it was awesome. Um, what other matches am I missing in the middle? Oh, yeah. Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler. Put in a hard position because it came after the Gunther Volta match. But I thought they did good. And Liv Morgan getting a clean win was the, the the right move to make and i'm so so much has happened i've forgotten obviously we know about the main event have i i must have forgotten about something else something i feel like oh of course the edge match edge and Rey mysterio versus judgment day awesome heel turn by dominic mysterio loved it on raw the judgment day have finally clicked they found it they are shib grinning bad guys finn balor especially is good at it i like that rhea ripley is the captain and damian priest feels like he's coming to his own as well so all of that was good Massive reaction for Eds, massive reaction for Dominic. And let's just try it. Some people go, he's going to be a crappy heel. So what? Let him be a crappy heel. We'll turn it back. It's not hard. It's wrestling. In the main event, I liked everything about it. I genuinely did. Every single thing about it. Uh, 30 minutes, they didn't even do much because they knew the fans were going to be going nuts as they were. The teases, the, the you know, the shocks. Uh, I, I genuinely couldn't pick who was going to win, although deep down in my gut, I did think it was going to be Roman Reigns. The Tyson Fury punch on Austin Theory made sense. And when Sola Sokoa pulled out the referee, I get it. It makes no sense. How is that not an instant disqualification? How is this allowed to go on? But I always, th- I always find it works. I always find it gets a reaction. And it was a great way to protect Drew and keep the title on Roman. And now we can extend the bloodline. Probably ties into everything we're going to do with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. So some people call it a glorified house show, which I kind of get to a point. But I also think you're being unfair. Because the Dominic Hill turn tied directly into what we're doing on Raw. This whole match is going to tie directly into what we're doing on SmackDown. I think some people expected some kind of returns. Everyone's got oh, Bray Wyatt's going to be here. So I don't think Bray Wyatt is going to be here. Tiga not potentially, but not um, not Bray Wyatt. 
And I think Bray Wyatt's been offered a deal by, um, what's his name? Uh, Ricky, Freddie, Ricky, Freddie Prince Jr.'s promotion, which he is starting. He wanted Karrion Cross before Karrion Cross went back. And he probably wanted Braun Strowman as well. Control Your Narrative obviously put a press release out saying the man is gone. He's returned to WWE. And good for him, man. Like, I didn't like that he beat up the tag team division. Because I never think you want to sacrifice, you know, eight awesome dudes for one dude. Especially because Braun Strowman could have beat up anyone and everybody would have enjoyed it. But he got a mega pop. He seemed genuinely happy. He has said some contentious things in the past that I don't agree with. But again, I like to judge people on the on what they're doing right now. And it, it seems like a good idea. You get that kind of reaction, you must have done something right. So taking out all the craziness, it's been a good few days for wrestling. I watched NXT Worlds Collide 2, which was clearly get all the belts off UK people, but whatever. That's not a, that's not a massive surprise. And in terms of my thoughts on NXT UK closing down as well, I mean, it's sad and it's disappointing, but it, you know, it felt like the writing was on, a wall, on the wall for a while. So it's not like I was overly surprised. I thought it was going to happen, but I do think it's a shame. And I do hope that when NXT Europe starts... A lot of these people get jobs back because do not forget, you know, people say some horrible things on the internet, but a bunch of people right now are out there with no guaranteed income and it's cool they get to go back to the indie scene and be creative, but some of them are going to have to get second jobs and everything like that. And again, these are the things that we forget about, right? These are the things that we forget about. So hopefully, uh, hopefully they all land on their feet and hopefully they have jobs for, for, for NXT UK Europe. And otherwise, I think that's all the craziness that has been going on. Or at least if there is anything else, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, I don't want to uh, go into things that may, may or may not be true. But I will do one quick, excuse me, I will do one quick uh, zoom around in case, I mean, the only other story is that apparently the AEW locker room is super anti-CM Punk. But again, it's, I could say that. I could tell you right now that everyone is super anti-Brian. And if it's everyone, everyone I talk to is super anti-Brian and you can, you can go and report that. And it's just my opinion. And even if two, three, four other people say it, there may be four people saying it the other way around. I just can't believe it's happened. Like I truly can't. I truly cannot believe <laughs> that this happened. I mean, I can't. I was even saying to my girlfriend last night, yeah, one year ago, I don't think anybody, anybody thought we'd be in this position where we had a locker room. It's divided, you know, one way or the other, depending on which side people are on. It is most certainly divided. But um, um, uh, hang on, there's just been something else that somebody has, has tagged me in. But this is from an hour ago. Well, no, I think it's just stuff that people have already talked about. So look, here's the deal. We're going to wrap this one up here. Nice half an hour punch to bring you back into it. Keep an eye on my Twitter. That's where I always ask for questions at Simon316. And we'll do it on Patreon too. Patreon.com for Simon316. And I'll take as many as I can to always uh, sort of pad out the second half of it. Because like I say, I do enjoy... I do enjoy that. If you do want to support me, again, go to YouTube, search for my name, support the channel, subscribe. You can also listen to this podcast on there if it's easier for you. I know that some people do enjoy that. If you are listening to it on a podcast feed, any kind of review or interaction with Rock, because that's going to get it back into the algorithm, going to take a while, I'm going to presume. Otherwise, I'm on Cameo if you want to shout out. Merchandise, simonmiller.bigcartel.com will be back very soon. I think that's about it. I appreciate your patience. Again, if you have any feedback or anything that you would uh, like to add to the show, you certainly can. I make this for you. And I do like talking about it, but I make this for you. But sometimes there may be a good idea or a little, uh, a little uh, sort of concept we can do, and I'm always happy to try. Much like professional wrestling, right? Dominic Mysterio Hilton. Oh, Simon, this is crap. It's not going to work. So what? At least we tried, right? And if I was them, I would try and eke it out to WrestleMania when you do Ray versus Dominic. Because Ray's obviously been like, I will never fight my son. 
Well, we should get to the point when Ray does something so dastardly, like chops his penis off. No, no more sons for you. And Ray's like, I want another son because you're terrible. Then they can have a fight. This is why I'm not a wrestling booker. But again, I threw an idea out there. And if it fails, it fails. But thank you for your patience. Thank you. If you do listen to this, thank you for giving a damn. Because I wouldn't give a damn about me. <laughs> After all this time. And never forget, professional wrestlers are human beings. And imagine how you would feel if you were in a very emotional situation and somebody was ranting or raving about you. It can be quite hard out there. It doesn't matter if you're 20, 30, 40, 55, a wrestler with 72 years of experience. We have feelings for a reason. Sometimes those feelings can be crazy. So I am being an annoying asshole and setting out positive vibes and positive thoughts to everybody involved. And hopefully when I speak to you again, it will all be sorted out. and We don't have to worry about it anymore. Goodbye. Goodbye.